0: Wumandla on CliffCentral.com. Oh yeah, you're tuned in to Wumandla. It's three minutes past 12. And as we do every Wednesday, we're, we're calling out all the girls. Where my girls at? And today more than ever, this show is all about the girls. I know, like when it says, like breasts. Guys think it's also like, it's going to be a fun thing to to listen into. But we're having a very serious conversation about breasts. And to tell you girls, before I introduce you, just to tell you this morning, as I've been reading up so much, getting ready for today's show, this morning when I was getting dressed and when I was putting my bra on, usually, you know, the bra gets a little tight. It's especially after winter when you've put on a little bit of like womanness. <laughs> and this morning when I was putting on my bra, I actually had... A much, 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 much bigger um, gratitude for putting on my bra for the breasts that I do have. Because I think this month in particular, we're always called upon, we see the pink ribbons and we're always called upon to think about uh, girls that are not as fortunate as some of us have been. Girls who've had to struggle, survive, and some girls not even survive, um, the scourge of breast cancer. The pink ribbons, if you don't know by now, girls, the pink ribbons that you should be wearing are Breast Cancer Awareness because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I've got a very, very special guest with me today. She's smiling. She says she's so nervous. Are you still nervous, Stephanie?
1: No, I'm relaxing nicely. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're on un- un- radio and you're on Womandla. Like all the girls listening in, we're all about we're all about girl power all grown up. That's why you're here. So we're we we're, we're loving you and we're supporting you and we are giving you all the strength you need. You don't have to be nervous. This is just a conversation. Stephanie Jacobs is sitting across from me and she's wearing an awesome pink ribbon. And she's the chairperson of Reach for Recovery. Reach for Recovery. Stephanie, tell us a little bit about Reach for Recovery before I, I ask you about how you got involved with that organization.
1: Okay. Reach for Recovery is a voluntary service organization. It was started in this country in 1967 to empower women who have undergone surgery for breast cancer. It works this way that a, a recovered volunteer survivor volunteer is matched to a new breast cancer patient and so she will go to the hospital and go and visit her there and try to her best to inspire her with her own example of hope and recovery showing her that hey girl you can do it because she has been there herself and so she can Inspire this new patient who is so overwhelmed and so traumatized with this new diagnosis. When
0: I read about Reach for Recovery, I loved it so much because it's about women empowering women. It's about women supporting women. And it's about sisterhood more than anything. And, and I, as I'm reading about it, I was just like so, so overwhelmed because breast cancer, we hear about it every year. Every October, we hear about it. Every October, we see the pink ribbons. We see people change their Facebook statuses at the pink ribbons. But it's still one of the most common cancers found amongst women. Um, and, And also one that is... Most likely to go undetected, because I mean we we look at our girls every morning and we we don 't really pay much attention to them. Sometimes you may look at your girls and think they 're too big they 're too small. you know when that bra at the end of the day, I have a thing called brow clock, you know that time of the day when i 'm beyond wearing a bra when you get to that time of the day, those are the times when when your breast comes into any kind of sharp focus past being a teenager, so it doesn 't get detected as quickly and and Stephanie, you yourself have survived breast cancer and, and had, and that's how you became the chairperson. That's how you started, uh, as a volunteer. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey of, of survival?
1: Yeah, with pleasure. I was diagnosed in 1999 and shortly thereafter, um, or actually during the hospital stay, a volunteer from Reach for Recovery came to visit me in hospital. And I immediately was just uh, so drawn to her confidence and uh, the way she spoke to me and the way she said that, you know, I've been through this and you can do it too. Um, That led to an invitation to attend the support group meetings. And was I reluctant to go to this meeting? Why? <laughs> because you feel very broken. You feel very embarrassed. You feel, how How did this happen to me? I've been, you know, eating healthily and I've been um, exercising reasonably. How did this happen to me? So um, you do feel alone. But when I got to that meeting, it was like a life changing event for me. At the front of the meeting, or conducting the meeting, was a a, a breast cancer survivor volunteer. She had survived for so many years. Um, They then, at the end or during the meeting, they called us up and said, Who is here that's new today? And um, they actually gave us a bouquet of flowers and (laughs) and said, this is to your new life. Now, just to show you actually how how difficult it is to actually accept this new life. And I went home and I said to myself in the room, I said, "Um, I didn't ask for this new life. I didn't ask for it. What new life is this? But you know what? Gradually, the... Um, the fact that there were so many others in this, in the at the meeting, have had gone through the same thing. Gradually, that convinced me that I was not alone. There were others going through the same thing. They had survived and they were thriving. How and long
0: did it? How long did it take? How long did it take
1: you, from from the moment of
0: um, when you were diagnosed, to to kind of. Being on the other side and saying, you know what, I'm living a new
1: life? You know, um, for me, I am, I would say, unfortunate. I have this little ethos at the back of my mind, my little motto, my little mantra that says um, accept that which you cannot change and do the best you can. So I won't say it came automatically and easily, but I was diagnosed May 1999. And do you know that I attended the first meeting, I think it was June or July of that same year. And that is when I began the process of recovery. When I completed treatment in 2000, I became a volunteer in 2001. And that sort of cemented this, um, just this approach that life isn't perfect, but it can still be wonderful.
0: And for you, I'm looking at... So I just got the SMS that says the, the Twitter account is fresh mushrooms. <laughs> I put it out on Twitter. When, when I put the, 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 the show hook together and it's like, I was thinking, mushrooms. Mushrooms and breast <laughs> Hmm, How do you put those two things <laughs> to each other? We'll be talking a little bit later. We'll be talking with Dr. Uh, and and she, she said to me she doesn't have a social... um media account because she's a scientist okay. and sitting across from me is a very beautiful lady who, if somebody had said to me, she's a scientist, I would have been like, but scientists are geeks. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Matt is here and she's going to be talking a little bit about mushrooms a little bit later. But Reach for Recovery has, has put together this um, campaign with fresh mushrooms, with an, um mushrooms essay. Is it mushrooms essay? Mushrooms they say, South right? African, South African Mushroom, Mushroom, Mushroom Farmers
1: Association, SAMFA.
0: Why mushrooms? <laughs> why? Okay, they look a little bit like breasts, but why mushrooms? <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> Interesting you say that. Now um, there's very compelling uh, uh, evidence that um, women who eat mushrooms has got a lower risk for, for breast cancer. Really? But, uh, uh, But how it all started I can maybe take you back a bit Is um, The Chinese China is by far By far The biggest producer And consumer of mushrooms Globally Just to give a little bit of statistics South Africans Production of mushrooms Is 20,000 tons per annum China is 10 million tons 20,000 tons So that's 20,000 elephants (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Almost, but that's little, that's little China, 10 million tons Those people eat mushrooms like food Now, the, all the, the mushroom associations from all over the world They are members of the International Society of Mushroom Science, ISMS And a couple of years back, ISMS uh, started this initiative To um, bring about research groups, to research the The health benefits of mushrooms, including then what role mushrooms can play in health oh, I can just mention this then that the fact is that um, the occurrence of breast cancer in under ch- amongst Chinese women is about five times lower or less than amongst women from Western countries, and they eat so many mushrooms so being a mushroom organization, we thought it's a good thing to investigate or to do research to have the scientific facts to underpin these, uh, these statements. Now, I had never heard that before. So I don't even
0: like mushrooms. My mother, on the other hand, and I think that's why I don't like mushrooms, because my mother always made like breakfast with mushrooms. And mm. I was,
2: mm.
0: <laughs> 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 it's that like, that's. Like underside that looks like little, <laughs> <laughs> but when I was reading when I was reading getting ready for the show, I had never heard that before, and why is it that this is
2: such a such a little known fact about mushrooms yeah. i th- I think people don 't know mushrooms well enough, especially not in south africa they They, they's, they would buy mushrooms for a special occasion, they completely. Underestimate the health benefits of mushrooms but 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 what has happened now in this research being put out there is two big groups, mainly the one is in the University of Sydney in Australia, and the other is uh, the Beckman Institute. Um, at the city of Hope Cancer Center in California, those are the two big groups doing this research and they've found that mushrooms has got specific compounds that that play a role in in Inhibiting, uh, breast yeah, cancer. I, 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 can tell you a bit of the, the, the science behind. Breast cancer specifically it. or all cancers. No, specifically that it also contains compounds that actually inhibits prostate cancer. But, but, but how, how it actually, uh, w- what, what they discovered is, is that, that mushrooms contains, um, compounds that suppresses uh, an enzyme called aromatase. Now we know that breast cancer and especially in postmenopausal women is linked to estrogen. Now breast cancer cells uses the aromatase uh, to generate the estrogen. So so that enzyme is necessary to produce the est- estrogen. And the the compounds in mushroom it is linoleic acid uh, that suppresses the enzyme. So it blocks the estrogen. But th- that's that mean, how it works.
0: Th- does that mean that you have to then eat copious amounts of mushrooms, like the Chinese? You know, what they what they found?
2: Uh, <laughs> don't uh, don't it's laugh a, at a, No, it's definitely. a it's a very valid question. <laughs> it's a very valid question. But but you the, have to
0: eat mushrooms every day.
2: Yes, <laughs> one mushroom a day.
0: <laughs> oh, only one. Okay. One mushroom a day I can
2: manage. No, No, it's about the the one study showed that about 10 grams of mushrooms a day can can, uh, lessen uh, or reduce the risk for breast cancer more than half, more than 50%.
0: This is the other thing about mushrooms, right, that freaks me out. Is 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 they have... also, my hair right now is becoming a problem with my earphones So, of course, if I keep like fidgeting here but, but the thing is, there are so many different types of mushrooms yes. When you see them on the shelf, you're just like There's big ones, there's small ones Also, you know, shame The big ones, I think, are for like, people that don't eat meat they can fry the mushroom mm-hmm. and put it in their burger mm-hmm. bun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, is it any mushroom or just no. or are there specific mushrooms that w- that that contain this yes. acid
2: that that inhibits? No, it's an enzyme. Enzyme, not acid. Oh, it's an enzyme. Yeah, an okay. I, 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 like I said linoleic stuff. acid. You're right. It's a fatty acid, but it's a, no, sorry, it's not an enzyme. It's the linoleic acid. Mm-hmm. It's right. It's a fatty acid. Okay. that that's, uh, blocks that enzyme. That produces that now, but but um, all mushrooms, yes. But these studies were specifically done on the white button mushroom because that is the most common and the most eaten mushroom, or the most consumed mushroom in the world. And 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 you say all these mushrooms on the shelf, it's actually just one type. It's mm. the brown mushroom, if it's big or small, the white one, if it's big or small, it's all the same. Type of mushroom. It's the same genus.
0: It's just a It's
2: it's, uh, it's just a different strain. The brown is a different strain to the white, but it's the same Agaricus bisporus, if I can call the scientific name oh, of it. Oh, there
0: and you go. But but it's in the room <laughs> uh,
2: But but now you you there's the what we call the speciality mushrooms. It's it's the the oyster mushrooms. They they also and and sometimes some of the. Speciality mushrooms are higher in content of of certain specific uh, so, benefits. So, Stephanie, how did the, the partnership come about? So, I, I, I get the
0: mushroom connection now <laughs> with the partnership. And, and it's so, because it's always like white or green packets. But all of a sudden, there's like pink punnets of mushrooms at the counters. And how did that partnership come about?
1: Yeah, those pink mushroom punnets look amazing. You just want to buy it. And I hope that even can persuade a non-mushroom lover like yourself. Um, (laughs) uh, About 2011, um, the mushroom farmers, Pick and Pay and Rihanna Greenblow Communications, they got together and they actually wanted to do something to help underprivileged women. And um, this was an ideal partnership. Can
0: I hang on to one of these breasts?
1: Yes, sure. Which one would you like to have?
0: <laughs> the brown one. Me. <laughs> I've always wanted to hold one of these in my hand
1: because
0: mm. mm. to feel it out, it's quite...
1: Mm. How does it feel to you?
0: It feels breasty. Mm. It doesn't feel like chicken breast, but it does... Mm. Definitely feel mm, like a girl's breast.
1: Mm, mm. Do they come in different sizes? They come in different sizes and I was very I'm very pleased to show you that one today which is a darker skin colour. Yes. And that is also available because that's also important.
0: It even has a little nipple.
1: It has a like a little nipple. <laughs>
0: so so you were saying so then the the to help women who kind of Yes.
1: If you look at this, this rubbery triangle may just look like a rubbery triangle to, to anyone just who looks at it but for a woman who's had breast cancer who's had a breast removed and who may not be able to afford reconstruction this would be her only way the only method that she has to look and appear ba- balanced again um, this is especially important because it has the look and feel of a real breast and it's worn inside a bra with a special pocket and it simulates the real breast. If I had, didn't do a good job of So you need a
0: special bra with a special pocket.
1: Ideally, you need a special bra with a special pocket. These bras are very expensive. And you know, the reality, Pumi, in our country is that women who have undergone surgery for breast cancer, they cannot even afford a bra, let alone a prosthesis. Yeah, because
0: those bras have become a...
1: A yes, bit of a very, expensive. very expensive. So, what we do is you can also use a cheaper version of a cheaper bra across your hard bra, and then we have these little pockets. They come loose, and you can actually sew them into your bra oh to wow. create a pocket to wear the prostheses
0: So, I made earlier when we were chatting just before the show, I made probably the same mistake that a lot of people mm-hmm. make. Oh, geez, this thing wasn't recording. Anyway, so I think I made the same uh, mistake that a lot of people probably make about implants, prosthesis. I'm going to say it again. Let's try again. Prosthesis. Is that the right word? Am I saying it correctly?
1: Yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> uh, Just try breast form if you stumble over those words. We call it a form. breast form as well. A breast mm. form.
0: So, because I thought they were the same thing. What is the difference? What is the difference between what I have in my hand and and an implant
1: yes we're referring to two totally different processes um, When a woman has been diagnosed when she 's had the breast uh, removed one or two breasts, she has to make a personal choice whether to undergo reconstruction, construct a breast or To wear a breast prosthesis, which is an external prosthesis, and whether some people actually make the choice to wear nothing at all. Mm. So, uh, that is the, the basic difference. So, what we are doing with the Ditto Project is to provide a woman with a silicone external prosthesis.
0: And I was reading how, I'd never thought about this. You see... You kind of remember when you were a teenager and you like started sprouting breast that it was very exciting, mm. <laughs> you know, like your first mm. bra and mm. all of that. Mm. But after a while, you it, it's part of you, so you forget about it. You know,
1: you
0: mm. you you may have whatever body image issues that you have, mm. but you kind of forget about it. And until I was reading up, I had never realized the weight of of the breast that you know that your breast is kind of like it's about two kilograms of of part po- of body parts. That's right. And and that it actually has an impact on your back. And and one of the things that happens with a lot of women is that when they when they do have to have a breast um cut off because of breast cancer is they lose their balance. So do you then work out do you know, do you work out the, the weight? Are yes. these specially made purpose or are they just general?
1: No, they are especially made per size and per weight to closely resemble the the the, the lost breast. Um, when we have at Richford Recovery, we also have uh, sewing groups. Not all of our groups, but some groups groups do. They have sewing teams every month, and in that sewing team, they also make what we call a temporary thesis or it's you can we also used to call them uh, by a different name uh, but we make them and when we do those there's a specific weight for each size a size seven would have be so many grams so that is how we correlate that we are replacing the mist breast
0: how much does this thing cost
1: it's very expensive We are fortunate to be able to, to, um, get, have the support of SAMFA, the South African Mushroom Farmers Association and Pick and Pay. And we are able to buy them and obtain them at a good price for about seven, starting price, seven hundred. But in the private sector, these can cost anything from a thousand five hundred plus up to much more. And this is the cost of one prosthesis, starting from the smaller sizes. That um and that is why our Deto project that is what we aim to do to supply each woman who needs it with a silicone procedures.
0: And for for you with your experience, what what difference? What difference does it make? What difference does it make to the woman that you are when you when you've had when you've had breast surgery and had your breast removed?
1: I'm so glad you asked that, Pumi, because I remember as if it was yesterday. Um, when you first are diagnosed and when you first have the treatment, the surgery, your breast is removed. Within maybe and at the time of the visit, the Reach for Recovery volunteer will give you a softie, which is just a form Shaped uh, similar to this, but it's got stuffing in. So it's just a softy because your wound is still recovering. You walk around with that softy just to have to appear balanced, but now it's not replacing the weight. And um, you walk around with that for at least a month or so until you make yourself, you go to the breast advisory clinic of Reach for Recovery, and you go there and you manage to uh, speak to a recovered uh, A recovered volunteer, and she will then fit you with a um, prosthesis made of beads. This is the interim one. This is not yet the silicone one, but already that is a big change as to this soft, soft, uh, softy, with stuffed with a a wadding, and this one weighs more and it simulates your. Breasts, your other breast size. You know, that day I went to that uh, breast cancer clinic. I felt like a million dollars. All of a sudden, the weight was replaced. I felt balanced. I looked balanced again. So I can really say that it's, it's a big thing. It is, you feel lopsided without it. Mm. And that is why it's so important that it does replace the exact weight of your other breast.
0: How old were you when you lost your breast?
1: I was 43 years old. Mm. And um very young in my books, and <laughs> as all of us very do, <laughs> young in <and> everybody <laughs> I thought that it would never happen to me i didn 't really have a history of breast cancer in the family, um, so yeah, it was, came as an unwelcome surprise.
0: was it an easy decision
1: to to get the prosthesis um you know, for some people, and and here I must say it, it differs from individual to individual. For some women, the moment they are diagnosed, they would maybe immediately think of okay, reconstruction, reconstruction. And for me, it was not like that. For me, it was dealing with what is before me now. So yes, um, to 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 obtain an. External silicone prosthesis, that was the logical next step for me, giving me time to see do I want a reconstruction or do I not want a reconstruction in the future.
0: And, and so, have you decided that you're just sticking with the prosthesis? I like it. I must say, I like the way that it feels in the hand.
2: Mm.
0: I really like the way that it feels in the hand and can imagine that even, you know, because it, it, it's quite pliable and
1: movable. Mm. Um, mm. I'd also l- just like to show you while we're talking about it is that this area is cooling gel. The inside. This, it, can you see the the gel yes, here? Yes. That's a cooling gel, just for extra comfort. Not all procedures come with it, but some do. And um, although it doesn't look the same as the front, this is just for extra comfort. Mm. And and at home. We end at home, you know. So your family
0: and. Your friends. Mm. How, how was their
1: support when you were going through your journey? I had amazing support from my family, from my husband, my children, my mother, my sisters, friends. They were like angels around me. But I must say to you that a breast cancer Patient, because that is what you are at that time. Now I am not a survivor, I'm now a thriver, but at that Driver. time I yes I love that.: I love that.: Yeah. At that time, you a patient, and what a breast cancer patient needs at that time, she needs somebody who's been in her shoes. Someone she can identify with, somebody who is to her an example of hope and recovery. Somebody can say, I've been here myself and I can do it, so can you. You know, Pumi, when we go into a hospital room and we visit a patient, um, we introduce ourselves, like who we are, and we say we had a similar operation so many years ago. And the first thing she does is she looks at our breasts, to see, can I spot the difference? And you know, when she cannot spot the difference, because we make sure that we wear perfectly fitting procedures, so that the public cannot spot the difference, then she believes that she can get well again. She looks at us bringing this powerful message of hope, and she believes that she can get well again. Sure. So, um, I, I, I really feel that, um, a, Anyone undergoing surgery, they can benefit so much from a visit by Reach for Recovery.
0: Girls, we're talking about Reach for Recovery. We're talking about pink punnet mushrooms. We're talking about, I'm going to try it again, breast prosthesis. And I've got Stephanie Jacobs, who is um the chairperson of Reach for Recovery and I've got Dr. Mat I struggled with your name, hey Mat Marie. Mat Marie. Mat Marie. I struggled yes. with your name and my son said to me, It's such an easy name. <laughs> so I practiced it a lot. And we're talking about breast cancer awareness. We're talking about how how you can participate and how you can help how you can help another girl out there. And um let's take a little break and when we come back I want us to, to chat a little bit about how every day every girl can be part of reach for recovery, reach for recovery, whether or not they've had the experience, how each individual can be participating in terms of awareness and in terms of helping, helping the sisters out. I am the future of South Africa on my shoulders. I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, But when going to, that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth
1: is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold. We are one.
2: Unreal.
0: Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Unreal and uncensored, I'm Pumimaseho, you're listening to Womanla, And because it's October, because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we're talking about breast prosthesis. By the end of this show, I'm going to be saying that word so well. <laughs> the breast prosthesis. And we're talking about how you can participate and help help, her, help a sister out. Help a sister who needs one of these. Um, and we're talking about, we, I'm talking with uh, Stephanie Jacobs, who's the chairperson of Reach for Recovery. A foundation that supports women who are going through um the recovery of breast cancer from from being diagnosed with breast cancer, who survived and who possibly have had to undergo some kind of breast um surgery and have lost one or both breasts. And, and one of the ways that that we can support ladies who are less fortunate than us who can't afford. I'm holding in my hand. I'm holding. Is this a left one or a right one? Okay, so this is the right one. In my hand, I'm holding a right breast. It's got a nipple and everything, and it really feels absolutely awesome. And I've also got Dr. Matt Marie, who's talking to us about the benefits of mushrooms, because Reach for Reach for Recovery and Mushroom South Africa have got, um, a partnership along with Pick and Pay, where you can go out and buy a pink panet of mushrooms, white button mushrooms, um, and and be one of the people that contributes to helping a sister out, helping a sister who can't afford one, get one of one or two of these breast prostheses. Uh, Matt, Marie, you were just saying to me of a how good mushrooms are for you, even besides the breast cancer um inhibiting. What is, what is it? Enzyme? Enzyme?
2: Acid? Uh, it's it's fatty acids. It's linoleic acid, but yes. it's not an acid that burns you. It's, <laughs> so it's not. A... <laughs> <laughs> it's not
0: an acid no. that burns you But it's no. an acid that will burn away The no. cancer no. the, yep. the, It's an acid that will burn away okay. the cancer okay. But you're also saying that even for, for Other
2: um, immune Boosting Yes, I, I, I don't think people realize The health benefits of mushrooms um, uh, uh, The thing that, that People don't realize is that mushrooms are, Is not a vegetable of course it's not, not a, a vegetable. No, it's a fungus. Okay. So it 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 resides to its own biological group. Yeah. And, and and that makes it makes fungi or mushrooms different. Um it actually contains nutrients that's not commonly associated with plants and on the other hand it actually contains nutrients that's quite often associated with animal products. Mm. Uh, for instance, uh, quite a, a number of vitamin Bs you find in mushrooms. But, but, but I think um, Stephanie said earlier about she lived a healthy life or healthy diet and yet you get cancer. So, I mean, I'm not saying eat a lot of mushrooms you're not going to get cancer because cancer is such a complex uh It is very complex, and and it's still
0: very important to get tested. How often? How often should should one get tested? You you know, I I always used to read in the Cosmo magazine. They always said if if you're uncomfortable, like testing yourself to see for lumps, you should get your boyfriend or your husband to do it for you because they enjoy it so much more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And 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 statistics do show that lumps are discovered by women or their partners. 90% Ninety percent of lumps are discovered that way
0: by their partners. You see, because they know their breasts so well, and and y- we were just talking about. You see, because breasts, I think for for a lot of for a lot of girls, breasts are, are the they're the essential kind of womanly thing. You've got a you know the the voluptuous. Even if you've got a small breast, it's still one of those things that that's mm-hmm. the thing that makes you. Every woman, as yeah. well. you
1: know? Uh, yeah, I'd like to just, just, just step in there and say that, you know, with a diagnosis of breast cancer, you actually learn that you are more than your breasts. You learn that you are, um, you made up of your personality and many other parts, and that you cannot be defined by your breasts. And that's one of the life lessons that you learn as a breast cancer survivor.
0: Sure. And what a lesson to learn. What a lesson to learn Because I think w- when you're a little girl You're waiting for the day Those things will sprout And and then you know spend Most of your teenage <laughs> years Kind of comparing your breasts With everybody else's breasts And and the idea of losing them And Stephanie I just want to ask You made the decision That, that you were going to Use the prosthesis, and you to because and you were talking about earlier how for the public out there you wanted to be as natural as possible and, and that's why we were talking about also the way that it moves and sh- as well so it doesn't no one could ever say when you walk in I even gave you a hug and pressed myself <laughs> against you no one could ever say that you're wearing prosthesis but when you when you are in your private space when you're at home and in your private space. Um, how important is it for you to to maintain that look of normality to keep the prosthesis on to to have it as part of the support of who you are as you walk around even in your private
1: space there again, pumi, I think it really differs from person to person. some of my um uh, uh, sisters my my bosom buddy sisters that's what we call one another. <laughs> Or shall we say treasure, treasure chest sisters. Some of them prefer to walk with no boobs at all. And they'll go onto the beach, they'll go in a swimming costume, and they're comfortable like that. Some others are not comfortable to be not balanced or to have a flat chest. So it really depends on where you are and how comfortable you are with that.
0: Hmm. And in your experience, for a lot of people... Um, who may not have the experience firsthand. You don't know what to say to a person you do know that is diagnosed with cancer um, or that's lived through it and survived it before they even get to the thriving space. In your experience, what is the best way, as, as a person who's never experienced it, to deal with a friend? Or a mother or a sister who may have um, been diagnosed and living through the illness,
1: yeah, that can be quite simple and um, or it can be complicated uh, simple it can be because you can realise that look, this is um, a passing phase if you know if you have knowledge about breast cancer, you will know that the chances of recovery are good if the cancer was detected early. So that's the one part of it. The other part of it is that family and 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 especially mothers and sisters, um, they don't know how to cope with it. So they cope with it by smothering you with love, and and and, which is very welcome at times. But you've got to find your own sense of normalcy. And that is why I stand so strong and saying, come to Reach for Recovery, be with likewise or like minded uh, survivors and, you know, and get back your life as it was before. And then you can stand strong in the world again.
0: And how does one get hold of Reach for Recovery? Where do I find you?
1: We are obviously, because today everybody is, or most on the people on the internet. <laughs> but you know, to me over the years, because we've been in this country for many years, more than 40 years, 48 years to be exact. Uh, we have wonderful relationships with doctors and hospital staff. So the moment a patient is admitted to hospital and um, the doctor has done the operation, the hospital staff will call us and inform us, there is a patient to be visited by Reach for Recovery. We have such wonderful relationships with the surgeons is that many surgeons will say, Patient X cannot go home until Reach for Recovery has visited her. Sure. And uh, the doctors usually say, and this is like a little quote, like, my patients feel that they've made a new friend in a Reach for Recovery volunteer.
0: Sure. And how many, so you've been around for 48 years. Mm. The project with the pink Pandits has been going on since 2011. 2011. Mm. So that's four years in.
1: How many lives have you touched? Um, you know, with the pink, the the, it's called the Power of Pink campaign. And I just want to congratulate Mart Marie here and the Mushroom Farmers Association and Pick and Pay for launching this campaign again. We have so far been able to supply prosthesis to 2,800 plus women. This year alone, we have already supplied prosthesis to more than 900 women. And our aim is to supply at least a thousand per year, but we do need the help of the public. We do need them to go and buy those mushrooms and uh, so that we can generate the funds to buy these processes.
0: and how much of the the padnet, so is the padnet, is the pink punnet a special price or is it 's the same price that it 's always been it 's just a, a part of it goes to the pro a part of the proceeds or profit goes to. Reach for recovery
2: Do you know It's the same price It's just a uh, Part of it so Goes for so Reach for recovery
0: instead of buying Any other Of the mushrooms The price will be the same And all that it is Is there's a commitment From mushroom growers Associ- Mushroom farmers Association Of South Africa That a part of that Profit Is they will share it To, to touch the lives Of women And I think it's I think it's a really Grand idea really grand idea and when you have gone through so now i've met the girl and i'm i'm going through the how do i get a prosthesis how do you decide who is eligible for getting a prosthesis through the foundation.
1: Mm. Um, we have, remember I mentioned earlier the breast advisory clinics. So those are, are, are the ones, they're in clinics? all our bigger centers, Victoria, Johannesburg, Cape Town. Nationwide. Nationwide, but mostly in the bigger centers, not really the smaller centers. Because we also have to have volunteers equipped to fit these prostheses, mm-hmm. and uh, so they not every. So what happens is, we when we visit the patient in hospital, we'll tell her when you recovered in about four to six weeks' time, and the softy is no longer serving the purpose. Please come and visit us at the breast clinic. Uh, I'm calling it a breast clinic, but we actually call it an advisory breast clinic. Mm-hmm. When she comes there, she is then assessed and seen. Is she ready to get the prosthesis, the silicone prosthesis and? Um, a depending on stock and availability. And I just wanted to share with the ladies out there, because I know they're listening, and, and, and I wanted them to know that sometimes our sisters come to that clinic with socks in their bras, with bird seeds stuffed in their bras, and that makes me very sad, um, that they cannot afford the weight, the feel, the shape of the silicone procedures to feel confident again so that is the severity of the problem
0: the confidence is what it, it actually affects the confidence yes that's amazing mm-hmm. and how how for, for you um, having worked with the organization for for such a long time what have you seen as the hardest part the hardest part of the journey for the sisters
1: Again, um, it differs from person to person. I think overcoming that initial shock and diagnosis, that to me, I think, was the hardest part. Then again, other girls will, maybe there's a history of, of breast cancer in their families. They sort of almost expect it or anticipate it for a long time. And uh, sort of when it happens, like, okay, let's get it over and done with and, and other things are important again, you know. So it's really difficult to say. Um, it, it, it really just depends on on the individual. And I must say to you, not everybody feels like joining a support group. For some people, once they've had that surgery, uh, they don't want to hear the C word ever again. They don't want to see Reach for Recovery ever again because it's a reminder of the C word, the cancer word. So it really varies from person to person.
0: And is there an age limit beyond which they can... Is there an age limit beyond which you, you kind of go... You know what girl you at this point, you know you' rather not worry about the prosthesis or below which you're going you're too young you know get just you you will you will recover, you will get used to it, and you will be able to live without it. Is there age limits
1: for the prosthesis you mm. mean
0: because when I was reading up, I was astounded to see how how many much younger girls are also now being diagnosed with yes, breast cancer. Yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah. and, and that for me then goes, Oh, you know, if you're 16 years old, you,
1: you, the breast is still so new. Yeah. Can, you could learn to live without it. Yeah. Can I share a lovely story with you? Um, last year, uh, one of our oldest known survivors in Pretoria passed away. Oh, she was 95. She had been a survivor for 48 years. Sure. And she used to inspire us just with her history of being cancer-free for so many years. Can I share with you what her daughter told me? She said to me, Stephanie, do you know what? Even when, we called her Tani lily, even when Tani lily was um so ill, she still insisted on wearing her prosthesis to look balanced again. At the age of 95. Sure. So that just shows you that um, there's not really an age.
0: Mm-hmm. And that it can be a very important part of life. mm mm-hmm. And through the through the association and, and through the through the partnership. I think it's it's one of the things that one everybody is able to participate. It's always nice to know that the money that you're making when you're spending uh, something is always nice to know that the money that you you're spending on on your purchase goes to a good cause. Thank you, Duncan. <laughs> it's always good to know that the money that you're spending goes to a good cause. So the pink punnets are going to be in the pick and pay stores. They, some In some stores I've seen, uh, they are there already. How long are they going to be in the stores?
2: For the month, the month of October. Right?
0: Only for the month of October. So you better get out there and buy those mushrooms. Yes. And there's lots of stuff that you can do with mushrooms, and you should be eating at least one a day. You should yeah. be eating at least one a day. It's good for you.
2: No, no more than that. <laughs> good for the immune system. It's got lots of antioxidants. We haven't even got to that. But there's there's lots of additional. I don't benefits. even know what anti <laughs> <What the laughs>
0: antioxidants do. I see it everywhere, like rose yeah. tea and all that, and I don't even know what they mm. do. What do anti- antioxidants do? Prevent you? you from aging too quickly. <laughs> what <laughs> mushrooms are sounding better by the minute? I tell you. <laughs> this whole show. This oh, whole show is kind oh. of. I'm thinking differently about mushrooms after this, so They're they like prevent you from aging quickly. They're good for your immune system, and they they may even prevent breast cancer. Yes. Mushrooms. I'm are asked to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Marie, I'm going to be sending you the bill just for advertising mushrooms and, se- and selling them to me so much. But if for nothing else, girls, go out there, support Reach for Recovery, buy a pay- buy, buy one, buy ten. You know, there's so many things that you can't do with mushrooms and they're good for you, as we've heard. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, ladies, for coming through. Thank you, Matt Marie, for, for all that information. Now I'm not going to be, um, so anti-mushrooms.
2: You're going to find a recipe <laughs> that works for you.
0: <laughs> Stephanie, thank you so much Thank it you for sharing
1: your journey Great opportunity, thank, thank you, you so much Thank you for sharing your
0: journey and, and I love the fact that you're thriving You're no longer a survivor You're a thriver And, and I really hope that you, you carry on inspiring And getting more and more and more girls out there Buying those mushrooms Thank you very much ladies I'm Pumi Masha And you've been listening to Woman Tap. See you again next week
2: Unreal.
1: Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com